0: Hey guys, and welcome back to Lit Leadership. I'm your host, Jake Taylor, and I'm here with my co-host, Mike Silva and Ashley McGrath. We have a very exciting episode of you guys today with a special guest at the end. So Mike, who is a good leader to you?
1: Um, a good leader to me is Barack Obama because of his conviction and presence when he's speaking. He can really engage the, um, the audience and show his presence and dominance through it. He also likes to take risks. He, doesn't, he takes calculated risks, so he knows when to pounce on an opportunity, I'd say. Like, Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and he, is, he likes to work a lot. Like, he doesn't like to procrastinate. And he yeah. likes to, um, his, if you go through some of his speeches, most of his speeches say, let's get back to
0: work. Yes, Mike, I agree with you. Being a powerful speaker is a very important thing as a leader. I also think that Donald Trump shares his quality with Barack Obama. Donald Trump says what he wants, and although sometimes it might be outrageous, it is what he believes in, and he's confident behind it, so he'll stick with it no matter what anyone says.
2: I'd have to disagree with you on that one, Jake. I think um, a better leader, someone who utilized um, peace more, is Martin Luther King Jr., and he just worked well under pressure and was a very powerful speaker and wanted people to, like, solve things by using peace instead of violence, and maybe not going, like, speaking so outrageously, but more calmly. So I think his type of leadership was a little more effective.
0: Yes, I think we can all agree that there are many different types of leadership. Yeah. I think we can yeah. all agree together that you have to be a very powerful speaker, because Donald Trump, Barack have, Obama, and Martin Luther King, sort of I'm presence. talking, Michael, they were all very powerful leaders. Yes, right. Yes, yeah, so that's what we can all agree on? Yes. Yep. Awesome. So now that we have looked at all those great leaders, let's dive into the aspects of what makes a good leader a really, truly good leader. Ashley?
2: So I think that there's three parts that a leader should be made up of. And um, these are from the knowing, being, doing model. So for knowing, I think they should be well aware of the effects of their actions and the backgrounds of their followers. And just by like, being open-minded and aware to, like the effects of what they're doing can really include everyone. And then I think um, they should always be prepared. So this would fall under doing. And I think they can do that by always, like, practicing what they preach and making sure that they're ready for any situation that they see themselves in. Um, For my third one, I think they should always keep a positive attitude, which would fall under heart. So by just, like, staying upbeat and stuff in difficult situations...
0: Yeah, I think that, well, for me and Mike personally, yeah. I think mean, we dealt with that this year when our football team with the new coach had a lot of hype. We started off 0-3, and a lot of people were doubting us. They said there wouldn't be anything good and all that. And um, us being seniors, being the leaders of the team, we had to keep, like, a our big thing is attitude. We had to have, keep a positive attitude in the locker room so the kids didn't um, stop trying or care less about the sport. And I think that it helped us because we ended up winning four straight after that. And winning the league. And we actually yeah. won the league, yeah, CCL champs, Austin awesome Prep football, to sleep. But um yeah. Very
2: impressive. <laughs> Hi. So, next subject we are going to be talking about is the French and Raven sources of power. Um I think a specific example where I use the French and Raven sources of power was when I use reward at my work. Um, I teach swimming lessons to little children, and if they're behaving nicely and being respectful of each other, then I reward them by letting them play a game or jump into the pool at the end of class. Nice. Um, so that's just how I use that. Um, yeah. What do you guys have to say? What's the time when you use the French and Raven sources of power, Mike?
1: Um... I babysit my baby cousin, and he likes to jump off the couch sometimes, and he gets hurt. So Mm -hmm. when he does that, I usually take away TV time and his iPad, and then he sits down on the couch nicely, and then he gets his iPad back. So I use coercive, coercive. which is a negative, um, which is...
0: Wow, Mike, that's a pretty great story over there. But um, anyways, let's talk about a leader who um, uses their power in a negative way, and the first one that comes to my mind is Adolf Hitler. I think that he used a legitimate source of power because he was in a position of being leading the country of um, Germany. So I think he was abusing his power um, by obviously killing a lot of innocent people and needing the power of the whole world on his side, that like he needed to be in like dominant control of everyone. And I think it got to his head and made him too strong almost for his own good. Um, which caused him to obviously kill a lot of people, um, ruin relationships in many different countries, and, yeah, just turn even turned his own country against him, and he ended up killing himself. So that was a very negative consequence that he had with his power.
2: Yes, I would also have to agree that um, Hitler was a leader who definitely abused his power, and it came back to haunt him in the end. Um, I think he also used the reference source of power because... um, people followed him because they had respect for him because they thought that he was a good leader and that's what made people continue to follow him. Yeah, he yeah, was very he manipulative. Them. Even though people shouldn't have had respect for him, they did and that's what gained him a lot of followers. So yeah, I agree with you.
0: Okay, now let's um look into the five components of rational leadership. Personally, for me, I think that um I'm like most comfortable with the process-oriented one, where you involve all members of your group. Um, with my friends, I love getting everyone's opinion and making sure I'm on the same page with stuff. I think it's the most comfortable because it's harder to speak out and make a decision or voice your opinion when you don't know what everyone's gonna think. So I think personally, like I think it's easier when I know if I'm on the same page with my friends, and I'm more likely to like speak out. I think that um. Something I haven't like, developed the skills for yet would probably be the purposeful one. I think that I have trouble leading when it's just for one goal.
2: I'd actually have to disagree with you on that one. Oh, would you now? You know, for me personally, um, I think that one thing that I'm good at is purposeful components because really staying focused and trying to achieve a goal is something that I think I'm good at. Are you? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Maybe it's different for you. But um, I think something that I am have not let, yet learned or developed that I need to work on is probably... Um, <laughs> is empowering because... I have trouble sharing like my project with people and giving other people a chance to actually step up and show the skills that they have. I kind of have difficulty doing that. So, that's something that I need to learn and work on.
1: I think we all have trouble with empowering or sharing power because once we get started into a once we get started into a project, we just feel like we need to go and do it by ourselves, but we should be able to work with a group and figure it out together.
0: Yeah, and I agree with that, 100%.
2: Yeah, that sounds pretty good.
0: And we are now joined with our special guest, Mr. Harkins, who's a teacher at Austin Prep. And looking into the six different sources of power, we're gonna look at how he uses reward in his daily teaching.
1: Uh, So I use reward, uh, to positively influence students where when they do well, you give them positive feedback, you engage them in um, a way that's not detrimental to how they've felt like they've done, and in doing so, it creates a, a need and want to continue to get that feedback. Um, we omit uh, reward when they don't do well, and then they kind of seek it out going forward. Yeah, thank
0: you. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you. Thank Thanks you so for much, Mr. Harkins. That was the
1: word bingo jargon right there, my friend. Thank bingo. you so much.